Okay, so for today's episode, we'll talk about resilience and rejection plus adulting stuff. We have another inspiring guest. Her name is Liz. Liz is a podcaster based in London, and Liz is the host of Resilience in Running podcast. Her content focuses on relationships, friendships, empowering those that are struggling, and also being a young professional. Liz is the host of this podcast, and you've been doing this for... Uh, one month already, right? Yeah, about almost two months. Should be two months next week. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> and our guest also loves running. Amazing. She's done half marathons, a marathon, and maybe a triathlon in 2021. She's also 24 years old and she got her master's degree at 23. Wow, that's just amazing. Thank you so much, Liz, for saying yes to this podcast. Welcome to the podcast. So nice to meet you. How are you coping these days? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. You know, it's actually been a challenging week for me. I try my best to stay sane and productive. How about you? How are you coping with this pandemic? I'm okay. I think it was a lot harder in the beginning um, mm -hmm. because I was basically, I moved home from London. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think it was just hard to move countries and, and then like have everything with the pandemic start. So that was just a bit hard to get readjusted to. But then I think once you get into a routine, um, it really helps. And I think having something like this really helps, like help you spark creativity and kind of like use your time wisely. Exactly. I completely agree. And also, I just want to say that I'm really impressed with your content. I love that you talk about important topics. And before we go into the questions, could you please tell us what you do, like a little introduction and your podcast? I want to know, have you always wanted to start this podcast or just now because of this pandemic? So I've had this idea for about almost a year. Um, for I actually wanted to write a book which I'm still kind of working nice. on mm -hmm. but I ironically the title of my podcast was kind of wanted, what I wanted to make the title of the book which I still will probably use but I think it had the same idea where I wanted to title these like 10 chapters like running from something but I think while I was writing it um, especially during the pandemic I was really frustrated because I think writing takes so much time and I wanted it to be perfect but I feel like with a podcast you can make all these different episodes and different mm -hmm. topics and it's you can kind of just it's a lot easier to produce versus like writing a book where it feels like everything has to be perfect and I just feel like you can be yourself a little bit more on a podcast. I love it. I think you're such an inspiration for 20-something like me. I'm also 24 years old. And it's really nice to know that there are more voices, you know, talking about self-care, self-love, self-help, so many out there who have the same wavelength, you know. But, but then, of course, adulting is hard, right? Adulting is still hard. And Part of adulting is also rejection and getting back up again and again. So I want to hear about your resilience story. What's that challenge that you faced and how do you think it transformed you? It can, yeah. I mean, I think resiliency and like rejection can, like I can relate it to so many different topics in my life, whether it was 
applying for jobs or um, trying to train for a marathon. I think it's really hard because I kind of set myself up for these really big goals in my head. And then I, I feel like I don't really plan them sometimes like accordingly or like correctly. And so I'll, I'll get frustrated because I won't get my goal right away or I won't, I won't like, you know, I can't just wake up the next day and be able to run 26 miles right when I start <laughs> training for a marathon. Like it takes months and months of um, dedication and work. And so I think, I think for me, I've just really learned um, kind of in those two examples, like recently I got, um, I guess in the, in terms of job, I was like really, really wanting to get a um, job in London and cause that's just where I want to be. And so um, ever since I did my master's there, I was applying to jobs there for like a year and it's even harder as an American because I, I need someone to give me a work visa and a lot of people don't do that. And so it was really hard, but like after a year, it's just really cool to see that like, as I kept working at it and I didn't give up that like it finally did out and it did work out. And so I think and like people ask me now, like on LinkedIn and stuff, like, you know, how can I do what you just did? And it's so hard because like, I want to, I want to be able to tell them, you know, it, it, it's just like this three-step process and then you can do it too. But it's actually so hard and it takes so much mental resiliency to keep right. at it and mm -hmm. continue at it. That's right. I love, I love the fact that you mentioned mental resiliency. It all starts with your right mindset, right? And do you have any like resources that have helped you along the way? Mm. Um, I do want to say that I have a book that I like kind of journal in every morning and it's, it's, I think it's called the six minute journal. And yes. mm -hmm. um, so you write in it like every morning and evening and it's really short. So it takes about five minutes, but it really changes your mindset. And so in the mornings, it'll ask you three things that you're grateful for, mm -hmm. um, how you'll make today great, and then um, something like positive, like a positive affirmation to speak over yourself. And then in the evening, it'll ask you, what are three great things that you experienced today? Um, how will you improve? So it's like it, it really pushes you to think more positively, and I think it's mm -hmm. really helped me see things more positively, especially with everything going on in the world. I think it's really nice to really force myself to think hard and like think okay like I need to find at least three things like there have to be three things exactly and I think you're right there's a lot of things to look forward to you know whatever you're going through there's always something to look forward to there's always something to be grateful for right let's talk about that book or books that would you recommend to everybody that helped you get back up again Hmm. That's a tough one. I don't, I wish, I think reading is something that like, I wish that I did more of, but I don't do too often. I think I actually have, yeah, there's a book that's sitting right by my bed and I was trying to remember the name. Um, and I'm reading it for the second time because like, um, it's, it's a book that's basically, it's from the point of view, the author is American, but it's like his first glimpse of like Britain. Um, mm -hmm. and it's called Notes from a Small Island by Bill Bryson. 
And it's, I think it's one of my favorite books because the first time I read it, it was when I was first preparing to move to London. And so I think it's mm -hmm. a really special book for me. And it's, it's just funny to like read it back now because it's like a lot of the like British lingo and things <laughs> that I didn't really understand before. Like now I understand it. Um, so it's kind of fun, I think, to go back and read books like that. But I think um, I'm trying to think of, there was also another book, um, that I can't remember the name of, but I did read that as well before I moved to London, but it was something about, um, being in your twenties. Like, I think, I think I can't remember the name, but if it comes to me, I'll, um, I'll let you know, but okay. uh, basically the premise was how a lot of people have this saying that if like your twenties are kind of just for you to like you know, do whatever, and you don't really need to get serious yet, and people mm -hmm. say, oh, it's like, you know, when you get to your 30s, that's when everything gets serious, but the book is basically saying, like, why not, you know, get serious in your 20s, and why not, like, you know, get serious about your job, and get serious about, like, you know, money, and different things like that, because I think a lot of people look at your 20s as, you know, let me just fool around and do whatever I want, yeah. and so I think it just, it focuses a lot on, like, professionalism, and just, yeah being like a young professional. I love that. Like what you said there that sometimes you just gotta be serious, right? Especially now, 20-something is adulting stage. And I mean, I don't have it figured out. What about you, Liz? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, when I started this podcast, um, I can't help but think about um, the imposter syndrome, right? I think as a creator, as a creator, I'm really claiming it. <laughs> as a podcaster, I think it's really tough because, you know, there's a lot of um, good podcasters out there, right? Also here in the Philippines. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, comparison is really a thief of joy, right? Comparison is really something that a lot of millennials out there, they're, they're all struggling with this, right? And... I want to ask you about that, the imposter syndrome, but I, I listened to your episode. Could you please like share some snippets um, to our listeners out there? What's your thoughts on imposter syndrome? Yeah, well, I, I totally get what you're saying, first of all, by the whole like calling yourself a creator or like yeah. a podcaster. I think like as I'm like only really hitting like two months of having a podcast, I think it's still something that like I think I've always really liked to be creative with social media and um, like my friend and I were just catching up the other day about how we were like, you know, vlogging on YouTube when we were like <laughs> 15, but then we like gave it up. So it was just like a fun thing that we did. But I think social media has always been like my fun creative outlet. And then I think having a podcast was just like the perfect match, I guess. But it's always kind of awkward, I find, for me to try and, like, share or, like, um, like you know, claim yourself to be, you know, this title. And <laughs> I think especially when I'm, like, talking to friends about it, I have a lot of people that, like, support me. But I think at the same time, it is kind of, like, some people are kind of like, oh, you know. And right? I think yeah. day, like, you really just, like, I think my biggest piece of piece of advice is that mm -hmm. you're not like not everyone's gonna like you no matter what you can't right. get everyone to exactly. like exactly 
And imposter syndrome was something that I also experienced when I was doing my master's program in London. And because I was the second youngest in my cohort and everyone was like, had so much like work experience and they were so much older and so much more life experience. And I, I just felt like, you know, what am I doing here? I don't feel like I belong here. I, I feel like maybe they made an error. Like maybe I'm not supposed to be here, but I think at the end of the day, it's just really important to tell yourself like, you know, you are where you are for a reason and you're meant to be there. And, um, and yeah, I think like our biggest, like, you, like you were saying, like comparison is the biggest thief of joy. Like, mm-hmm. I just think it's so hard not to compare yourself to people, yeah. but you really have to push yourself not to, because I also just really think you need to look at it from like the grander scheme of life, I guess, in the sense that like, this is something like what you're worrying about now about like how you're comparing yourself to like this other person. It's not going to matter in like five years, 10 years. Like it's going to be such a small thought. Like you probably won't even remember it, but like right now it feels like so big and you feel like you can't like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really hard to like think about that when you're like overthinking about like, oh my gosh, like I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. In the end, like you have to just tell yourself like, you know, I wouldn't be here if, you know, things didn't line up the way that they did. What about your self-doubt phase? I want to know more about how do you deal with self-doubt? This is uh, the question from Instagram and yeah. Um, goodness that's really hard (laughs) I think it's something that we all face on like a daily basis I think Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone can say that you don't face self-doubt and I think I've I've faced very like all different kinds of versions of self-doubt like whether it's in your body image or your ability to get a job or get into a school program um it's it's really hard because it can really play on like you know am I good enough or am I not Um, and I think at the end of the day, what I've learned is that with self-doubt for me, it's happening because I'm not in tune with myself or I don't love myself enough and I'm not practicing self-love enough. Like, I think it's really easy to, you know, when you have a crush on someone and you get so tied up in that and then you you get rejected or something, it's just Mm -hmm. like the biggest, like, it's the most crushing feeling. And it's, it's hard because especially like I'm just someone who when I like someone and I'm spending time with people like I just love to put like 120% into people mm-hmm. and I think something that I've really learned um over the past year is like I have put so much into other people that like I experience so much self-doubt because I'm not putting anything into myself and so I just think it's really important that you take time um to really you know practice self-love more and like just like, you know, try and learn and like remind yourself like things that you're grateful for, but also just like within yourself. And I think reminding yourself of like, you know, remember like a couple years ago, you overcame this. And like, I think it's really easy to forget about things and things that made you stronger. And like, it's really easy to get tied up in like, you know, your day to day and just be like, I have work, I have this, I have this. But then I think reminding myself like remember this thing like three years ago it was so hard and it was such a hard time but like you overcame it and you're amazing and sometimes you just need to wake up every day and tell yourself like you are such a you know strong person and you can overcome whatever and yeah I think it's affirmations have really helped me and just I like trying to learn self-love more as cheesy Mm -hmm. as it sounds (laughs) that's right 
Um, I know it sounds really cheesy, right? But you got to remind yourself like every single day, you got to remind yourself of your progress, right? How far you've come. I think that's that also answered the second question about rejection. <laughs> so um, what about, um, let's talk about uh, failing again and again, because now um, with this trying times, some people, you know, they're trying out different jobs and they keep failing. So what's your tip on that? Yeah. Um, I, like I said earlier, I've spent like the better part of the past year applying to jobs and looking specifically for a job in healthcare that would also give me a visa sponsorship. So very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really doesn't get easier. I think like it's really hard because a lot of what I've had to tell people that like I mentor, like rejection is something that you can't avoid no matter how hard you try. And you like, I've applied to, I can't even count how many jobs I've applied to. And just when you think about like, you know, the ratio of like how many jobs you apply to, to like the rejections and like invites to interview, like Mm -hmm. it's always going to be more rejections than invites to interview, like just because of how the numbers work out. Um, And like, it'll, it, what, when it really sucks is like when you get really close with a company or you do like a couple of interviews with them and you really think like, this is it. And that happened to me like last year, actually, like right when I started applying to places, Mm -hmm. like I thought that like, you know, pick me and it was like the most heartbreaking thing. And it was, it's really hard not to get offended by companies Mm because it almost feels like. I've compared it to like almost like dating. It's like <laughs> it feels like you're going on dates every interview yeah. that you go on. Mm-hmm. And in the end when they don't pick you, it, it feels like the same where you're just like, oh my gosh, I was rejected. Like, God, like really? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's really hard. And I think my biggest piece of advice is just to keep picking yourself back up and keep going. But at the same time, like, especially if it's like for jobs try and look at like where you're applying to and like maybe refine like you know look at your resume and if you need to fix your resume fix your resume and then just like looking at what you value in terms of like job if you're someone that's more salary driven like maybe like look more into that or like if you're more driven by like the company you work for or the quality of work that you do there's just so many different ways that you can like refine your search because i think I, I am happy with like, the company that I'm with now because my boss and I just like, we, we mesh really well and he gives me a lot of creative um, freedom with like a lot of the projects that I do. And I think I would have never gotten that at this company a year ago. So I think you just like, you never know when that, um, when that job is around the corner or like, you know, what that positive thing is like right there. But so you just have to keep going. You have to keep pushing yourself. That's great. All right. I think that's a great way to wrap up the episode. (laughs) Thank you so much, Liz. And where can our listeners connect with you online? Um, so I have, we've got, I'm on Spotify and Apple podcasts and a couple of other different places. There's, I have a link tree in the bio of my, um, podcast Instagram and that's at resiliency and running. And then if you really wanted, I'm also, um, my personal Instagram is at Liz Newcomer. So people can also reach out to me there wherever they wish. But yeah. 
That's right. I'll put it in the show notes. Don't forget to follow her socials and also follow Resiliency and Running Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or listen on your favorite podcast provider. Congratulations again, Liz, on your second month of podcasting. Thank you so much, Liz.